This is probably your final chance to improve your fantasy team because the trade deadline in most leagues will end by this week. So I am back one last time to talk trades for this year and how you can improve your team as you make your playoff push and try and strengthen that playoff team. And let's begin with Mike Evans, who coming off of a quote unquote down week might be somebody you can buy low on before your deadline. And I say quote unquote down week because it wasn't all that bad. Look, Evans put up 15 fantasy points. You probably take that most weeks, but it should have been way bigger. Five catches, 43 yards, a goal line touchdown got the production, but 12 targets as you can see right here he had another touchdown he should have had baker under through him he had a pass downfield he should have had baker under through him this could have been another 70 80 yard day and multiple touchdowns and then he's like the best wide receiver on the week but as of right now you don't have to pay the price of the best wide receiver on the week even though evans is quietly one of the best receivers in the league this year despite being 30 because he just continues to be a walking cheat code the cheat code targets that we preach about on this channel right here are your downfield targets and your red zone targets they lead to upside they lead to consistency and they lead to spike weeks right now in deep targets he's sixth and down field usage and his red zone targets he has eight on the year but if you factor in targets from outside the 30 yard line so you add 10 more yards he's actually top 10 in that metric and here's what it's led to it's just led to consistent volume you can see on fantasy life our official data partner on the season the bottom of the screen 24 percent of the targets for the bucks that leads the team and this has been coming on the last couple of weeks Week 10, 37% of the targets. Then week 11, those 12 targets were 26% of the pie. All this basically is telling you that everything is fine with Evans. He continues to see elite usage. And honestly, the production should only be better moving forward. In my opinion, he's one of the 12 best fantasy options for the rest of the season. And his schedule is one of the reasons why. Just look at his upcoming schedule as he'll head into the fantasy playoffs. A great matchup against the Panthers. A great matchup against the bang-up Packers secondary that has been struggling anyways. The Jaguars secondary has also been struggling. Then when you get to the fantasy playoffs, a Saints defense that if this was the first three weeks of the I'd be like, okay, that's a little bit worrisome. Marshawn Lattimore is banged up. Their defensive line is banged up. It's not the same Saints defense. So I'm looking to buy low or pay the fair price for Mike Evans if I can. Maybe you could do a two-for-one deal and get him in there. Now, the ultimate buy low is Marquise Brown, the Cardinals wide receiver, because it's been like everybody else on the team popping off, whether it's Rondell Moore or the rookie tight end Trey McBride. They've been having big weeks, but Marquise has been quiet. He's coming off of a game where he just puts up womp womp three fantasy points, two catches for 18 yards. But if you watch this game, two of those other targets that he saw, he saw five total, three were incomplete, but two of those were just near misses on big plays. One could have been a potential touchdown and one was just missed for 30 to 40 plus yards. And not to mention, he actually had a quietly tough matchup against the Texans. You might not think of the Texans in past years as a good defense. Their secondary grades out as a top 10 unit this season. But Marquise's matchup this week is going to be the complete opposite. It's a whole lot better because he's going to face the Rams who currently have the worst graded secondary in the NFL and they allow top five explosive plays to opposing receivers. That means plays of 20 plus yards. And that fits in perfectly with Marquise Brown usage because he ranks 11th in downfield usage this season so expect hollywood to bounce back as soon as this week in week 12 go get him before your trade deadline and try and get kyron williams who's expected to come off the ir now i know what you're thinking oh he's coming off the ir the guy who had him waited a four to five weeks because of the bye week to get this guy back they're not going to trade him well that's possible but why not try and send a fair and that's the keyword fair offer because it's been a while so people might forget that kyron williams is one of the three to five best fantasy running backs definitely his role was that good before injury and you can see his role in his five starts because week one, Cam Akers was there splitting the backfield. But from week two to week six, five starts when he was out there and healthy. Look on Fantasy Life right here, official data partner. 88% of the snaps, only Christian McCaffrey is better there over that stretch. And 74% of the routes, so great passing game usage, 80% of the carries. Now, what does this mean? Well, it means he was earning over 20 opportunities a game. And really, honestly, like Christian McCaffrey and maybe a Joe Mixon are seeing just as good of a role. And now Kyron is going to return this week against the Cardinals run defense. And this is just a pick game right here. The Cardinals one point underdogs. The Cardinals defense that ranks 25th right now against the run. And the last time we saw Kyron Williams, it was in week six against this same Cardinals defense where he had a hell of a second half. He ended up going over 100 yards 
yards alone in the second half. That ended up totaling 158 yards and a touchdown on the ground. He didn't have any targets in this game, but it was because he was carrying the ball nonstop and dominating. In that game is where he sustained his injury, and he actually got a high ankle sprain, left the game, came back in and got the rushing touchdown for you before having to go on IR. That's the kind of toughness we want from our fantasy players. So get this guy on your team. It probably won a good amount of people their league, and they don't even know that he did it with a high ankle sprain. So try and get Kyron Williams, especially with Cooper Cup banged up. He should get a better red zone role. And I'm looking to acquire Trey McBride off of a quietly down week in terms of overall fantasy total. But like a Mike Evans, even though the fantasy production wasn't insanely high, it was just fine relative to the tight end position. The usage was great because McBride catches five balls for 43 yards. So nine fantasy points, honestly, amongst tight ends, this is still like a top 10 finish week in and week out, but seven targets is good to see. Again, a somewhat difficult matchup against the Texans secondary, but I like to see those seven targets because now through two weeks with Kyler Murray, he's earning eight targets on average. And this is what it breaks down to during that time in every down player. I mean, two months ago when Zach Ertz was seeing a lot of usage, McBride wasn't even involved. You would have called this guy a second round or a second year bust, the second round pick from last year. Now he looks anything but that. 88% of the routes the last two weeks, 28% of the targets. He is the team leader the last two weeks since Kyler Murray has returned. And Kyler Murray told the media that they're telling McBride, him and the coaching staff, to improvise on his routes. That's how talented he is. That's what Travis Kelsey does. Just goes out there and kind of improvs, right? He just does whatever he wants to get open. Like I said, that speaks to his talent, but also the trust that they have in him and just how far along he is as just a second year tight end. And now this week, he's going to go up against the Rams secondary. That grades out pretty terrible so far this season. Last in the league, and they allow the second most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. He's going to get back on track this week with probably a 15 plus point week or so around there. Double digits for sure. Get him before he does that. And you also want to get this next running back who honestly you probably don't have to pay too much for but before we get there 65 percent of people aren't subscribed to this channel the one thing that i want for thanksgiving because i'm so thankful for all of you just hit the subscribe button it takes two seconds as we push towards 100,000 subscribers now that running back you probably don't have to pay too much for is ty chandler because even though it looked like he might start last week alexander madison surprisingly played and this was a surprise because he was in the concussion protocol and he actually practiced in full on friday so he only really was limited or missed like three or four days which is rare for the concussion protocol especially this year since they've been more strict with it but despite Madison being there, Ty Chandler still outproduced him on far less snaps. Chandler ended up totaling 110 total yards and just 14 touches. So his 15 fantasy points, that was great. They were using him late in the game, literally in the fourth quarter on the final drives of the game when it was crunch time. They were going to Chandler often and he was paying off direct snaps to him for 20 to 30 yard gains. He looked awesome. And he outgained Madison in this game on less touches and far less snaps. And it's because he's just more efficient on the season. It's a smaller sample for him, but he's averaging 5.7 yards per touch, way better than basically anything Madison has done in any specific game this year, let alone the whole year. And like I said, the best part is he did it on limited snaps. As you can see from fantasy life right here, he only saw 30% of the snaps. Now, the reason why this is the best part is he played really well. He's only going to see more usage if he continues to produce. Imagine what he'll do when he starts to see close to 50, maybe even takes over the backfield 60% of the snaps. Yeah, that's a league winner. And it could start as soon as this week because he has a great matchup. Ty Chandler and the Vikings will be playing on Monday Night Football at home, three and a half point favorite. So sets up nicely for a running back. And oh yeah, the matchup against the Bears, 30th ranked defense. We like that. So Chandler is somebody I'm trying to add in leagues. He's available in like 40 to 50% of leagues right now. He might be out there in yours, but if I can't, I'm trying to get him before the deadline. I'm also trying to acquire Zay Flowers, who might be a little bit harder to acquire because he continues to see a lot of targets this year. And now he's probably going to see a bigger role. And that big role stems from the fact that Mark Andrews is likely, it's not official, but likely out for the season. And Odell Beckham Jr. is dealing with a shoulder, probably an AC joint sprain. That's difficult for a receiver to play through. Now it's not like Zay Flowers did anything exciting on Thursday night football in week 11. He had just four targets, eight fantasy 
points, but this, you need to add some context here, right? Lamar Jackson only threw 26 times. Out of those 26 passes, only 22 were catchable. He threw some away, things like that, not catchable passes. So 22 total throws because they were in command. They didn't have to throw the ball in the second half with Joe Burrow getting hurt. But moving forward, Zay Flowers should see a larger role without Andrews, like we mentioned. And in week one, when Andrews wasn't out there, of course, it's just a one game sample, but his first game ever as a pro, he saw a look at this on Fantasy Life, 50% target share. I mean, obviously that's unreal and it led to a nice game. That nice game was 17.7 points on 10 targets. Again, this was his first game ever. And in that game, as you can see here, he faced Houston, who, like we said, a top 10 secondary. So a tough matchup first game ever commands an elite 50% target share without Andrews. And that increased usage should start this week against a Chargers secondary. That is arguably the worst in the league. Like the Rams have struggled, but if we're talking about like the last four to five weeks of the season, the Chargers have been brutal. Just a week ago, they gave Jordan Love, who struggled for most of the season, his career high in passing yards with 322 and a him to complete nearly 70% of his passes. This LA unit is giving up the second most points per game to wide receivers. Now is the time to go get Zay Flowers. And now is also the time, not now, but right now to go take advantage of this insane offer. And I'm not trying to speak in crazy terms when I say insane because Christian McCaffrey right here, this is Price Picks, one of our partners. If you're not familiar, we haven't shown them too much in this type of content on my Twitter stuff we do, but check this out right here. McCaffrey on Thanksgiving day, over under a half a yard. So if you think McCaffrey is going to get a half a yard, you win this bet. And you might not be somebody who bets. This is a fantasy-based platform, by the way. So it's illegal in a lot of states where you might not think it is. Like where I am currently located in Texas, I can play this prize picks. That is just a half a yard for McCaffrey. He's obviously going to get that. This is a promotion. They want you to win, get on their platform and try it out. But if you don't want to stay, you could just take the free bet and run. And I'm pairing it up personally here with Sam Laporta over 47 and a half yards. He's been quiet the last couple of weeks. People are trying to say, oh, Jameer Gibbs is taking his targets. It's a small two-game sample. He's still earning nearly 20% of the targets. Now gets a nice matchup against the Packers linebackers. It's a good spot. So go ahead and grab this while it's still less. Obviously, if you're watching this before they play on Thanksgiving night, go ahead, download the app. It takes two seconds. Tell your mother, your brother, your aunt, your sister. And here's the thing that you want to do. Click the link in the description or scan the QR code on the screen. And that will get you an additional free bet up to $100. So if you put in 20 bucks, they'll give you a $20 free bet matched all the way up to 100. So you're already going to win the Christian McCaffrey bet. And now you get another free bet. That is beautiful. So to get instant access to this offer today, just scan the QR code on the screen or click that link in the description below and go ahead and get that free bet. Welcome back to the content here. Isaiah Pacheco is the next man up and Isaiah Pacheco is coming off of, it's like every week we're saying this for Pacheco, another season high, another career high usage, but it's true. Because in a brutal matchup against the Eagles, the Chiefs in a bad weather game said, let's turn to Isaiah Pacheco. He went out there and he played 61% of the snaps, handled 79% of the rush attempts. But when you factor out the other carries from quarterbacks like Mahomes in this game and only look at the backfield, he had 89% of the rush attempts, a season high and a career high. And like I said, he did it in a brutal spot against one of, if not the best run defenses in the league. The Eagles averaged nearly five yards per carry. So now over the past month, he's accounting for 75, over 75% of the Chiefs carries. And in week 12, he's going to find himself in a great matchup because the Chiefs are eight and a half point road favorites against the Raiders, nine point favorites in some spots. And the Raiders are a bottom 10 tackling team. If you've watched Isaiah Pacheco ever run the ball, you know, he can break tackles. He runs with a lot of a ferociousness, you can say. Now, in similar spots in his career as a big favorite like this, Pacheco averages over 14 fantasy points per game. So he's somebody I'm looking into grabbing, and so is Nico Collins, who fits the exact same mold as Mike Evans. Had an okay week this last week, specifically to Collins. He was banged up before that, so it's been a while since his last massive game. And then Tank Dell is exploding this last month of the season, so you're kind of forgetting that Nico Collins is really the de facto downfield number one option because he hasn't been as of late. But then you look at his week, and it was pretty darn good. Yes, it was a good matchup, but he comes back 
back off of injury seven catches 65 yards 11 targets of course tank Dell looks more explosive he looks great right now he looks like the number one option but this is all still great to elite usage for nico collins who let me remind you still ranks top 20 this season in wide receiver efficiency which is ahead of his teammate tank Dell. and his offense has been good now obviously if you've been paying attention to cj stroud you know that but this is how good it's been they are sixth right now in passing attack this year they're up there with the philadelphia eagles the vikings the buffalo bills one of the best and if you take out the fact that kirk cousins is not with the vikings anymore they're basically the top five passing offense right now and probably for the rest of the year now that's important to point out because it just means that his production in this volume should be sustainable and only improve and his rest of season schedule is great a matchup against the jaguars at home that is fine that is something he can win that's something that he's won in the past a great matchup against the broncos after that a fine matchup against the jets defense that has been struggling lately titans two times after that including in the fantasy playoffs one of the best matchups you can find just ask calvin ridley last week so i'm trying to grab nico collins i would prefer somebody like mike evans if you can and then i'm trying to trade away this next veteran and again this is a trade away not trade for and it's joe mixon because look everything for joe mixon lately has been good except one obvious thing now those goods are that his role continues to be elite he continues to produce even in a tough matchup against the ravens he saw 21 touches he caught all five of his passes got a receiving touchdown he was getting checkdowns not just from joe burrow but also jake browning but that right there is the issue jake browning and i think people are gonna rag on jake browning being the backup here but he's not it's not his fault they kept him on as a backup but this might lead to more checkdowns for mixon but a lot less potential touchdowns and the reason why that is a concern is because we already know that mixon's been getting good usage he leads the nfl in opportunity share earning 87 percent of his backfield's targets and touches this season so we're not trying to say oh now he's gonna see a lot more volume with this backup more checkdowns okay it might be a little bit true but it's marginal because he's already seeing massive volume his concern all year long is his efficiency like it was last year he ranks 37th in rushing efficiency 38th in overall efficiency when you factor in his receiving and rushing work so that's not great he's kind of relied on these touchdown weeks to see big weeks and now those are going to be less likely with a backup quarterback and i know a lot of your league mates probably know joe burrow's not there anymore but mixon has been productive has been earning a lot of touches and you can use all of this to try and offload him before his value completely falls off a cliff these next couple of weeks and oh yeah not to mention his fantasy playoff schedule isn't the greatest with matchups against the steelers a really good chiefs defense and a really good browns defense so look to dish away joe mixon and this next rb this one might be an easier sell for you but you have to keep in mind look devin singletary has been great as of late he's coming off of another massive week 100 plus yards he basically had like 100 yards in the first half against the cardinals but that was as good of a matchup as you can find right now against the run defense 20 plus points he's now had over 50 carries the last two games and during the last three weeks with damian pierce hurt he's playing over 80 percent of the snaps there's nobody else involved here but of course damian pierce is not on ir he potentially can return as soon as this week and probably will return this week and then everything kind of goes back to a split backfield most likely look i'm not telling you that you're going to go out there and be able to get a top five running back the rest of the season for devin singletary but if you could put him in a package offer or you can trade him for somebody like a marquise brown we talked about earlier in this video i'd try and do it and i'd also try and trade away a Devontae adams for somebody that we've talked about maybe you can get a kyron williams in return for him because adams is finally coming off of a good game he continues to see massive volume from aiden o'connell 13 targets he had a nice big touchdown early on in this game then they didn't do too much after that seven catches 82 yards it's fine 21 fantasy points okay matchup against miami tougher spot when you get jalen ramsey back so it was a nice performance but i'm concerned because this high volume is what he's surviving on aiden o'connell has not been efficient more on that in a second but the volume might not be there all that much moving forward because here's new interim head coach antonio pierce and by the way the coach speak index this is a great uh resource on twitter that i found recently it's very cool they check out all the uh, coach and maybe sometimes gm's 
press conferences. You can see Antonio Pierce if you want to go ahead and watch the video. You can on Twitter. But right here, he basically said that he was mad. He was ticked off that Josh Jacobs was not getting 20-plus carries this past week. He only had 14 carries, as you can see right here, probably because they were trailing most of the game, but that he believes that they need to get Josh Jacobs 20-plus is the magic number you can see right here. So that's something to keep in mind because it might mean less volume moving forward for Aiden O'Connor. Now, of course, once the bullets are flying and the game is playing, they're going to have to probably just throw to keep up in situations, but in neutral game scripts, they're probably going to run a lot more. And that means less volume for Devontae Adams, who already is not seeing efficient volume because Aiden O'Connell was great in the preseason, but so far, and of course, it's a small sample and he's just getting thrown into the wolves here. He hasn't been all that great. 27th in true completion, 34th in downfield pass. His yards per attempt, so his quarterback efficiency right now is 30th, the adjusted yards per attempt. None of this is good. So I'd be trying to sell Devontae Adams as soon as I can. And yes, I would deal him for somebody like a Kyron Williams. But just make sure you're not selling completely low on him because his rest of the season schedule is nice. Matchups against the Chargers to start the fantasy playoffs. The Chiefs matchup is winnable, and you get the Colts. And if your season goes into week 18, as good as it gets at home against the Broncos. So these are the players that you should try and buy and sell before the trade deadline, our final trade video of the year, because odds are you're gonna not be able to trade anymore. And as always, this is only one way to improve your team. The other ways on the waiver wire and this is an important week on the waiver wire right now with some real startable pieces out there this video right here will show you exactly who you should target and just as a reminder make sure to go ahead and get that free bet up to $100 and that free Christian McCaffrey prop for Thanksgiving tell all your family members you're with and you can use that QR code on the screen or the link below to grab it